What a beautiful anthem that is. One step and we'll follow our Lord. And uh, what good preparation that is for our hearts to hear today's word from God. Uh, the sermon title is Jesus Sees You. He sees you and one step we follow our Lord and he guides us. When Jesus first met his disciples, it was an ordinary day. And this is how Mark describes this ordinary day. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boats mending the nets. A very ordinary day. Simon, Andrew, James, and John were doing what they had done every day. They were doing what their folks had done every day for generations. Their parents had fished. Their parents had fished. They were simply doing their jobs and feeding their families. They probably didn't see much beyond what they were doing at that time. But Jesus saw something very different. He did not just see fishermen. Jesus saw who they would become. What Jesus saw in them, they themselves would never have imagined for themselves. Jesus sees you, but he doesn't only see who you are today. He sees who you can become. He sees what you can do. He sees the potential and possibility in you. He sees things in you that you cannot see for yourself. Isn't that amazing? Amen? That's good news. Jesus sees things in you that you cannot see for yourself. Isn't that good news? Jesus called his disciples. Follow me and I will make you fish for people. I like the newer version. I will make you fishers of people. Well, the disciples, they thought that the extent of their role in life was to catch fish and feed their families. But Jesus was calling them to do more. He was calling them to fish for people, to be a blessing to more people. Jesus was calling them. I don't know what sorts of ideas we all have about calling. Calling is not really about just finding your passion. Calling is not just about pursuing what you want to do. Calling is being pulled beyond who you are today so that you can be a blessing for more people. That's what calling is. Being pulled beyond who I am today so I can bless even more people. Jesus did not see uneducated, unsophisticated fishermen. He saw people who would lead others to God with great power and authority. That's what Jesus saw in them. Jesus sees the potential and possibility in all of you. 
He sees gifts that you have not yet discovered so that you can be a blessing to the world and those around you. The problem is how we see ourselves. We only see who we are today. We see our limits. Oh, I'm not rich. I'm not powerful. I'm not capable. Who I am and what I have is not that much. Therefore, the best I can really do is take care of myself and my family and try to enjoy that. We see our limitations so clearly. Everywhere we go, we are reminded of our limitations and shortcomings. There's always someone smarter than me, more attractive than me, more capable than me. When we compare ourselves to others, we always feel so small. What can I possibly contribute when there are others around me who are so much better than I am? Our limitations define us. They set boundaries for what we can do. And so they stop us from doing more, from being more. And then we settle to live life within those limitations. Within those limitations, we stay in our own small world. And we don't grow beyond that. We get very comfortable in it. I'm not against being comfortable. Being comfortable is nice. I mean, I cannot wait to go on our vacation down south. Hopefully, soon. It'll be the first time in years, right? All I want to do is sit on a beach chair with some drinks and food and do nothing. So comfort is nice. I don't know, some people like going on these active... No, no, no thanks. Maybe, maybe when I'm old and retired, but not now. Being comfortable is good. But only being comfortable will not help you grow. My friends, we need to grow. If you're not growing, you stagnate. And if you stagnate, that's a recipe for death. Whether it's existential death or even physical death. We need to grow. And you know what the best way to grow is? The best way to grow is to serve other people, serve others. When you serve others, you are forced to grow. Because human relations are the most difficult thing. You confront someone totally different from yourself, you have to learn how to understand them, how to communicate with them, how to connect with them. You have to grow to learn how to do that. You know, the other day I had lunch with a, a young adult, uh, she's pretty new in her career, and I was asking her about it, how do you like your job? And, you know, I was just like, yeah, the work itself, whatever, it's not that inspiring. And I understand. I mean, apart from ministry, every other job, it's, it is what it is, right? Ministry is the only job that is always exciting and new and novel and that you love doing. Amen, right, Mokhsaim? Amen. So whoever wants to go into ministry, come talk to us. It is the best. 
<laughs> I'm not lying, but but other than that, yeah, yeah. I mean, most a job is a job. But what makes or breaks it is the people around you, right? So she's struggling because the work is whatever. I mean, she can handle that, but it's it's her boss. Oh, this guy, he's just he doesn't make he makes the the work experience not happy. I guess he must have been either good at his job or good at getting noticed and recognized, right? But he's terrible with people. So the, the team, people who work on them, they don't feel heard or valued. And this is such a common thing, right, in workplace. That's the most common comment. All the work, I, I, I can do that. But it's the people that makes all the difference. My friends, we need to learn how to be human, how to bless others. So we have to grow to do that. So that instead of being a source of burden or stress, we are a source of blessing for others. Amen? Amen. My friends, please, don't be like a burden or a weight on those around you. Whether it's your family, friends, community, let us be a blessing. Right? We need to grow to do that. So let me suggest just two concrete ways okay, we can try to grow so that we're a blessing to others. So the first is learn to see people and notice them. Okay? I don't understand. We can walk around all day and not see or notice anybody. Okay? Train your eyes to see them, but especially those who are less popular or less influential. Those who are popular, attractive, and influential, of course it's easy to see them. They're recognized everywhere they go. But train your eyes to see those who are less popular, less influential. Notice how they are doing. Secondly, learn to see beyond what you see on the surface. The easiest thing to see about someone as you interact with them are their flaws and their, their shortcomings. Right? Oh, this person, why are they like this and like that? But don't just see that. Learn to recognize gifts that they might not even recognize in themselves. Learn to see their potential. And learn how to share this with them. You'll see what kind of effect this has on those around you. Okay? So two things. Try to notice them and see what is special about them. And you will be a blessing to those people. So like I said, to do that, we need to grow as people. When you follow Jesus, you begin a journey of transformation so that you can bless others. And Jesus gives you the power to change. We all want to change. We've all tried. But we try doing it with our own power. When we are connected with the divine. This is a sermon a few weeks ago, right? That is what gives us the power to change. We've all heard coming to church that Jesus died for our sins, that our sins are forgiven. What does this mean in an everyday way? It means that Jesus no longer sees your limitations. He does not define you by them. So you are free from past mistakes that weigh on you. You're free from guilt, free from greed, free from fear. You're free 
from the shackles of your limitations and shortcomings. Believing in Jesus and following Him is allowing Him to make us into people we are supposed to be. That's what it means to follow Jesus. My friends, the worst thing you can do is to limit how you see yourself. That is a great sin, but it is what we all do. So we limit how we see ourselves. But doing that, it prevents change. It prevents growth. It prevents you from becoming the person God knows that you can be. Following Jesus is a journey of trust. You place your trust in Him to lead you, change you, and give you the power that you need to go beyond your limitations. When we follow Jesus, we don't know where we're going to go or where we're going to end up. We simply trust Him and go where He leads. That is what we're saying. Jesus, Jesus, uh, how I trust Him. My friends, do not limit yourself. God sees you. God sees what is possible in you. And God loves you so much and created you so beautifully. Your life is a beautiful gift to this world. Believe that and hold that in your heart. This, that is what the psalmist recognized. This is what he writes. Make this your prayer, you know, this Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast is the sum of them. Amen. This is your story. God intricately formed you to be more than who you are today. You are more than who you are today. You are the person that God sees as what's possible. As I said, the disciples would never have seen themselves as more than fishermen. Right? They would never have seen anything beyond that because they were doing the same thing. But Jesus did see more. And because Jesus saw more, that changed everything. It changed history. Because of what Jesus saw in them, they left their nets and followed him. Because of what Jesus saw in them, they began a journey with Jesus. Because of what Jesus saw in them, they began a journey of transformation. Because of what Jesus saw in them, they transformed from timid, fearful, self-centered fishermen into the pillars of a new movement that became the church. We are here today because Jesus saw something in these fishermen and they responded to that call. 
Isn't that amazing and crazy? Amen. That is why we are here today. Jesus saw something in them. They responded to that call. They allowed God to change them and become pillars of a new movement. These disciples with the Holy Spirit after Jesus departed the earth, they did even more than what Jesus himself did while he was here on earth. That is amazing. God has something wonderful in store for you if you will listen and follow him. God has amazing things planned to bless your families, your community, the people around you, your workplace. God sees that in you. God wants to bring that out in you. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. Believe that, my friends. I have been such a fortunate, blessed witness to God's wonderful grace in my own life and in many of your lives too. I've seen the power of God's grace operate in your life. We are witnesses to God's amazing love and grace in our lives. You are a blessing to this community and to those around you. God will continue to do many amazing things in all of you because God sees you. May God bless you as we all follow Jesus. Amen.